1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Good evening and welcome in to the Believe in Monsters podcast. What's the podcast all about the Bears right here on the lounge room? Good evening and welcome in to the lounge room, oh, Lucas. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put that in the front. Yeah, perfect. I've, I've got <laughs> my brain in 10 different directions Welcome in to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Lounge Room Network, and we're having a great time already on the Believe in Monsters podcast as uh, we're mixing things up tonight. We uh, had a great time last week talking about some Las Vegas uh, odds and props and bets for our Chicago Bears. Uh, we're going to step away from that as we got two more weeks until, uh, until training camp opens up two more weeks till we actually get some bears news on the field. Uh, but we did have some off the field news and, uh, we're going to get into that right here on the believe in monsters podcast. We want to encourage you to follow the believe in monsters podcast at monsters lounge on Twitter want to encourage you to follow my friend Lucas Berry at Lberry underscore 40. I am at Joe Gaither six, and we've got a uh, special guest tonight on a trial basis, a uh, potential new host here, Chris. Chris, I'm sorry, in our in our proceedings, I didn't catch your last name. Chris Krogman. Chris Ro- 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 Rogman? Krogman? K-R-O. Krogman, Chris Krogman. Is joining us on the Believe in Monsters podcast. And we're happy to have Chris join us on the team here. It's always better when uh, when, it, when it's kind of like a three way conversation, uh, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Follow Chris Croak, Shy Bears 1985. Uh, he was not born in 1985, as I discovered earlier, uh, but that is a year that is special to all of us. And when, of course, we uh, are, are brought to you by One Call Technology, uh, your, your best source for all your technology needs go visit them at one call technology lucas man you went out and found chris and uh decided to make this a party how you doing how you doing tonight
2: i'm doing fantastic you know we we got a we got a third person on the show with us you gotta love it uh yeah i can't complain you know two weeks away from training camp we are knocking on the door football season this is when it starts to get real uh how are you joe
0: I'm doing excellent. I'm happy to be here. Chris, uh, your first words outside of your last name. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. Uh, We're happy to have you. How are you doing?
1: Doing well, guys. Uh, Very excited to be here. Uh, Love the show. Can't wait to be a part of it. Uh, Hopefully the trial works out and uh, we keep on rocking and rolling. Three ways are fun.
0: Well, my parents get the vote, so they'll let us know after uh, after the episode if you were a good addition or not. They're the only ones who listen. Mom, Dad, I appreciate it. Bear down. And we're going to talk about Alan Robinson tonight. Allen Robinson, uh, it appears. Uh, actually, I guess now, now by now, the uh, deadline is passed. Allen Robinson w- w- will uh, play this year on the franchise tag. Uh, well, he signed it. We'll see if he actually plays. We all hope he plays. He signed his franchise tag um, weeks and weeks ago. But today, uh, yesterday, today, this week, depending on whenever you're listening to this, uh, was the deadline for the Bears to get a long-term deal done. Uh, I think otherwise, it's and, and they did Thursday.
2: not. Uh, r- I think oh, it's Wednesday. It might be today, but regardless, multiple reports came out that it's not gonna happen. So exactly. And,
0: and the report I want to get to you right off the bat, Lucas, was I saw that the Bears offered a five-year deal uh with average value right at twenty million dollars a year. And to me, whew, that's right in your that's right where you wanna be if you're Allen Robinson. You're turning that down. For what do you uh, believe that Justin Fields can get you? Can 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 really show off your skill set this year? Uh, Andy Dalton can show your value for the Chicago Bears, and you can cash in for a much higher deal. Or are you just kind of just going to play this out? Kind of uh, Allen Robinson, look for a new team and see what happens.
2: So, where did you see that reported deal from? Because I was been very confused on just if an actual deal has been proposed to him and what he did or didn't turn down i feel like there's so many muddy details in this that i i don't know the answer to or, or just know it's real. well to
0: be fair it was just a, it was just a tweet um and i uh easily could have been duped so if i was duped i apologize but that was uh just a scan scan of the timeline it, I, I don't quite remember i'll be i'll be honest about that
2: Chris, I mean, have you heard anything about this? Have you heard of the Bears officially giving Robinson an offer? Because from what I've heard, it's just the Bears haven't talked to Robinson or his party in months. I mean, Chris, do you have any other insight on, uh, you know, the situation and any contract negotiations that may have been leaked?
1: I have not seen anything. Um, I follow his agent on Twitter, and uh, his agent, Brandon Parker, is actually fairly responsive. Um, maybe I'm fake
0: news. I'm sorry. Ah!
1: I didn't see anything, but uh, that doesn't mean there wasn't an official offer or that, uh, I have heard, you know, that they did try that, you know, that price range with him, uh, I think last year and, uh, the comical thing to me, you know, was how quickly he signed the tag after it was offered. And he saw kind of some of the market value this year with wide receivers uh, kind of saw that big money wasn't out there and he was like okay i'll sign and play this year and try and make it up next year so that's wh- that's where i that's the last thing i saw
2: yeah so for me this whole situation is it's kind of annoying with other Bears fans just mainly because of the fact that fans are like oh ryan pace is stupid he's not signing Allen robinson What I'm saying is there's something much bigger to this than any of us probably know if they haven't talked in months, there's a reason why I don't think Ryan pace is actually dumb enough to just be like, yeah, you know what, Alan Robinson, you're good, but I'm not going to offer you anything. Like that's just not, that's not how that works. Um, So it takes two to tango. I think there's a definite issue between the two parties. I don't know what it is and I don't know if we'll find out, but we'll be able to kind of piece stuff together. But it seems like in, bears world and twitterverse it's you know the adamant Allen robinson supporters which i full heart, wholeheartedly get but also the other side is just like there's something more to this situation than just the bears won't sign him there's a reason why they aren't signing him i mean joe what how do you feel about this i mean in, in, am i crazy for saying that you know should i just be like you know ryan pace is a moron for not getting this done or is there something bigger at hand here
0: I, I, I wonder if he's, you know, and this is just conjecture. I, I wonder if he feels that he's overextended himself in the cap down the line. And uh, if, if you look at Super Bowl winning teams, uh, I hate to be so cliche, but, but Super Super Bowl winning teams, a lot of them haven't had uh, outside of the past year with, with, the, with the Bucks for the past couple of years, a, 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 a wide receiver commanding that $20 million mark. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill got paid after the Super Bowl for the Chiefs and uh I, I, I. Maybe maybe Ryan Pace just doesn't quite value the position because you know you can get those late round guys your Darnell Mo- Moonies in, in the later later rounds uh, you can find I, I guess we haven't really seen much of Javon Williams and, and Riley Ridley but you can find those in the later rounds uh, and, and, and you can find you know find Mark you know Goodwin in, in, in the uh, in, in the free agency pool, pool so you can always find guys that plug in there is Allen Robinson a true number one receiver that you're going to pay that $20 million plus guy range, or is he a two, a a one B is he, you know, is he, you know, and I like Allen Robinson. I like what he's brought to the team, uh, but is he better than Brandon Marshall was for us? You know, it, like Brandon Marshall was prime. Like that's a one right there. When, when he, when he was at, at his peak. So is he that good? I, I, Respectfully, I don't think he is. Uh, I, I think he's a f- great, you know, a great 1B, a, a great 2A, you know, uh, but I don't know that he's really in that upper echelon of, oh, this is a top 10 wide receiver in the league. Uh, this is a top five wide receiver in the league. We're going to pay him like that. Because uh, when you're talking about the $20 million a, a year, you're talking about that, th- you know, 2-3 th- through 7-8 range in, in wide receivers. So I'm not quite sure if he's there.
2: For me personally, I think Allen Robinson is undoubtedly a top 10 receiver. That being said, to your point, he's not the game changing two to three, you know, best wide receivers in the league. He's really good at what he does. He has a really good skill set. But it's just, it's not, you don't see Allen Robinson making, you know, 80 yard, you know, touchdown receptions, breakaway speed the whole nine yards. And those are the guys that traditionally get paid. You see Allen Robinson high pointing balls, which he did, Not so well last year, and uh, you know, making crucial catches on first down as we saw, you know, throughout his time here. So, yeah, I all that I agree with. My biggest thing though is if you're letting a, in my opinion, a top 10 wide receiver go, you have a big void there on a team that already has a lot of voids. And you have basically a five-year window with a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to ask, send this over to Chris. I mean, how do you think this Allen Robinson situation affects how Justin Fields will grow at the Bears? I mean, let's just say they can't replace a guy of Robinson's talent, and they have to settle for someone less than Robinson moving forward.
1: So a lot of stuff there. Uh, Joe... Kind of nailed it with where I'm at as far as Super Bowl teams don't have top five wide receivers, top five paid wide receivers. Uh, I like, you know, I think Allen Robinson. I love Allen Robinson. Don't get me wrong, um, dude's bad, talented, and it's been long enough uh, outside the season where I've kind of forgot about some of the drama in the season. Uh, you know, you brought up high point in the ball, and it just made me think of a sideline catch he went up to made where he jumped for no reason and almost kicked the ball to the defender. And man, is that a, is that a true number one? Is that a, you know, a Des Bryant, a a Randy Moss, a new Hopkins, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if Allen's there yet uh, or will ever be there. What I will say is, you know, Ryan Pace found himself an absolute gem when he signed Allen Robinson. And I think we can maybe trust him to do it again Um, in the future, uh, how it affects you know Justin Fields, uh, he's gonna have him this year, and it's not like we're out of options. Uh, we could potentially you know tag Robinson again, and that doesn't mean we have to pay him the 22 million or whatever it would be to tag him again. It just gives us some a window, right, to 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 negotiate again. And why they haven't talked to him in months and months is. You know, potentially on Allen Robinson and Brandon Parker, and why they don't want to talk anymore. You know, there was a lot of drama last year around getting an extension done, a lot of back and forth in the Twitterverse with Robinson and fans. Ugh. I know he likes Chicago, but uh, he had a lot I wish to say with that. I wish he would quit that. Me too, man. He's there's a lot of drama He's there. Better than that. Wide receivers are drama, right? They're, they're divas. I mean, they're all they're all divas. I mean, it, it's okay. They're alpha males. Um, they kind of need that you know, confidence, and I'm, I'm good with it for the most part. But when you're subtweeting people and you're liking tweets from other teams and, like, hey, come join the Jets and you like that tweet, uh, man, that's tough to swallow. And maybe Ryan Pace sees that. Maybe Ryan Pace has a burner account out there <laughs> watching him just light it up and liking all these tweets. So I don't know, man. Uh, I love Allen Robinson, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, but giving him $20 million, oof tough to swallow.
0: So we don't give him 20 million. Let's just fast forward 12 months uh, or eight, eight, nine months. Uh, let's say we don't give him the 20 million and don't re-sign him. Do you tag him again? Or are you looking for an off-season acquisition to, to replace it, let him walk? You're looking at the list of free agent wide receivers coming up next year. Uh, you're looking, uh, Alan Robinson again to the franchise tag, Chris Godwin, Devante Adams, Will Fuller, uh, only signed a one year deal with Miami, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, T Y Hilton, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, you can get Emmanuel Sanders and AJ Green's old ass if you want to. Uh, so like there's going to be some players out there, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, uh, you know, there's some players that if you want to get controversial, we can go get Antonio Brown, I guess. Uh, it, it, so there are some names out there, but none of those, are, you know, Chris Godwin definitely but is, is on that level. But is, is anyone –
2: none of those makes me like, oh, that's the yeah, guy that okay. we can I mean, say, have value Devont- and and replace. Devontae Adams, to me, is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. But the big thing about Adams sure. is it's really – yeah, he's just strictly going to hinge on Rodgers, right? So, you know, if Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, I think Adams will get his payday. And we heard a rumor that the Packers are working out a massive deal for him but if they don't keep Rogers around next year, I think Adams is out the door, but he's a guy you're going to, he's going to get a huge payday. You're going to pay him, you know, if Robinson's going to fetch 20, Adams is going to get 23 to 25 million a year. Like he's, he's that good. So I, I almost think Adams is unrealistic for the bears. And I think kind of the top fish in this class for the bears would be Chris Godwin. And like Alan Robinson, you know, does he move the needle? I mean, he's probably a wide receiver one, but he's not that, elite wide receiver one like the new new copkins of the world the Devonte adams of the world you know guys like that so again you let robinson walk there's not too many names there and you don't have a first round pick this is what i was getting at by letting robinson walk you're, you're creating a huge void there for the rookie qb i mean i'll let you guys chime in on that but you know this free agent class isn't great uh, you know isn't a great year for a guy like robinson to leave the team it's
1: not um uh... You're right about Adams. He's going to be just as expensive, if not more so. Godwin, man, I, he's talented. I like him. And he's younger. You know, he's three years younger than Robinson. Um, if, he, if he's cheaper, I think he's uh, a viable option if he's available. Will Fuller, uh, always hurt. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I actually think he's a decent option. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Okay. T. Y is not not the man. He's just he's gone. Juju Smith Schuster is a, a two in my opinion. Um, so none of those guys really, you know, move the needle, like you said, Luke. Uh without the first rounder, it's gonna be hard to to find that top tier talent that can come in immediately and, and contribute. But, you know, like we've said or like I said, I think Pace Pace can draft well, you know, with Maggie kind of, you know, building his own offense and having a voice in that draft room, I think he can find some talent in the later rounds or second round next year. So I think that's an option, obviously not the best one, um, but at some point, you know, you're, you you got to you kind of got to make a stand um, and either decide if you want to pay that guy or not. And if uh, you know, I was having a conversation on Twitter with one of these cap guys and And I said, you know, if you nail the draft and you nail, you know, some value free agents, sure, you can pay an Allen Robinson over the top if you have to. But if you haven't, which unfortunately we haven't, we have some ugly contracts on the roster. uh, It is what it is. And you kind of got to cut bait. Um, It's unfortunate. I just don't see a way that we pay him uh, market value or what he's going to want and still retain him. Um, and then replacing him to see Mike Williams down the list a little bit um, from the Chargers. And uh, he's had some injury history, but I wouldn't mind a little Mike Williams. I do can get up and get it.
2: Yeah. So before we change subjects here, I just want to say that I think that if the situation comes down to it, um, you know, say Allen Robinson doesn't want to resign, and the Bears aren't going to work something out with him. You know, Ryan Pace can do something like the Vikings did with stefan Diggs, where you know they'll apply the franchise tag to him next year, keep him under control, and then they'll work out some kind of sign and trade with another team. You know, you'll get a decent sized trade return back for Allen Robinson to a team he would want to go to. So that is an option, um, and that you know. The Bears can't just let him walk at the end of the day. At the end of the season, they have to at least tag him, sign him, and trade him. Maybe you get a wide receiver back. Maybe you just get another draft pick. I think you could probably get a second-round pick at least for Allen Robinson. Um, But like we said, last year, last
0: year in that trade, the the the, uh, Diggs trade that you're alluding to, the Bills uh, gave away. Uh, gave away a 2021st round pick, a 2025th round pick a, a sixth and a fourth year pick for next year, uh, and then the the Vikings ended up giving away Diggs and a seventh round pick. So they gave away, they gave away a pretty nice haul to get Diggs.
2: How old is Diggs? He's he's definitely oh, younger. I think. I think maybe not.
0: Let's see. He is. According to 27. Google, twenty-seven
2: years old. Yeah, okay, years so he's younger. a little bit younger. And like I said, he's more of that player I was talking about earlier. He's more explosive. You know, he's that big play threat. Those guys are the ones that get paid top dollar. Not the not the guys like Allen Robinson, unfortunately, as talented as he is. Um, but Joe, we've been talking about this for a little bit. I'll let you transition. What 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 do you got next on the ledger for us to talk about tonight?
0: Next on the ledger tonight, I've written down an ugly name. And they, I hope is never see football. I would never play football ever again. I wrote down Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so we, we were talking earlier in the pre-show. If we're going to see uh, that bastard playing Green Bay again this year, I think we got maybe some split, some split opinions here uh, on the Believe in Monsters podcast presented by one Call technology. I personally, I, I think that he's just playing games. He'll be in a Green Bay. He will play. Um, I think uh, maybe there was discussion. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Adam Schefter re- re- recycled his, his story uh, saying, oh, he's not happy in Green Bay. Well, of course, he's not happy, but that's not saying that he's not going to play. You're not reporting anything. You're just reporting feelings there. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's why he's on the ledger. Uh, we're welcoming in, uh, Chris to the podcast, so we want to uh, kind of get his take on the Aaron Rodgers saga from the offseason.
1: Uh, I love it. Uh, Green Bay drama is great. Uh, We've dealt with this for so damn long. Uh, The quote from Schefter is this isn't a money issue. It's much deeper than that. He doesn't want to be there. Oh, sounds so good. Nobody wants to be there. They just, they just are right. Uh, No, um, Green Bay has got a great football history. Unfortunately, they are that team up North that pretty much owns us for the last 20 years. Um, But uh, you know, I, I I'm of the opinion that I would rather beat Rodgers than watch him go somewhere else and, you know, beat up on other divisions. If he stays and we can beat him, that's way better than uh, him leaving. And we win the division kind of by default. I don't think the Vikings or lions challenge uh, just my opinion. I'm sure I'll take a shitload of flack for that, but whatever. Um, I Aaron Rodgers is talented. It's a, it's a, it's un, undeniable he is one of the best quarterbacks we've I've seen in my lifetime, but um, to not see him in Green Bay, would uh, be great. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's there.
0: He's a warlock, Lucas. What do you think over the last week? Any changes in your mind?
2: Well, I, I we talked about this last week. I said the the longer this goes on, uh, you know, the longer this, this saga goes on, I think the more serious it gets. I know you said he's just playing games, but Games I my heart. I don't think Aaron Rodgers plays games. That's my big thing. Is just like this. Uh, I said this last week. I feel like he could care less if he didn't play football this year. If he if that's what he really wants and Green Bay's not listening to him. I, I mean, I really don't. I don't think he cares. Which is, in my opinion, selfish. I mean, say what you want, but if the guy wants out, and you're not trading him. Good for Aaron Rodgers, I guess. But uh I know you you think it's just a ploy, or whatever. But. Aaron Rodgers is a very, very, very petty man. I, I don't think he has anything he wants to prove, and I think he just wants what he wants. So we will, uh, we'll see what happens here ultimately in another week if he goes to camp and beyond that. I mean, he is the type of guy that could show up week one of the season and without taking a single practice snap and, and be freaking MVP level. So I guess it doesn't really matter if he's there week one until, you know, just shows up week one.
1: So I, I, I I missed this previously, but, uh, via MLB network, uh, Peyton Manning had said that his gut is that Aaron Rodgers is not coming to Denver, which is where I'm at. Uh, Broncos fans have been chirping for a while, but I don't see that happening either. But Mr. Manning says it, there's a good chance he's not coming to Denver. I've heard some, uh, some other news of, you know, potentially the Raiders, um, Obviously, there's the uh, 49ers, which is his hometown, but that's not happening anymore since the uh, the drafting of Trey Lance. Uh, if Mister Rogers were to leave, where would you guys see him going, or trade it uh, to? To hell, to, to hell. <laughs>
2: my 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 initial spot for him was actually the Raiders, um, just off the of gut. It wasn't hell? Are you sure? I'm positive it wasn't hell. But the thing about the Raiders is like, don't, the Raiders. they don't really have a good roster. Like who would he be throwing to Henry rugs, Henry rugs and who else? Not no offense to Darren Waller. I mean, okay. Those are two nice pieces. Waller's one of the best tight ends in the league, but it's not like, you know, honestly that Broncos receiving core is really good. So if there is a spot that's the best for Rogers role, where that team will be really good, that offense will be really good. It is. It's Denver. I mean, you know, they are they're loaded up on offense. You know, it's a it's a solid roster. They just are plagued with Drew lock and I feel bad for him, but this is the same thing the Bears went through with Trubisky. I mean, a uh, very solid roster playing in a tough division, and the quarterback just stinks. That's that's it. So, um, you know, good luck to Denver if they don't get Rogers. I that that's a big waste of talent there. You're not a you're not a big fan of Brian
1: Edwards and uh, Zay Jones and Willie Sneed over there on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Lucas.
2: Not at all. I I mean they're they're nice pieces. They're nice complementary pieces. They they don't have like a number one wide receiver that you know strikes fear into you know an opposing team's best cornerback. So nah, and if I'm the Packers, I'm asking for Waller back anyway. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing. If Rodgers ultimately wants out you know the packers have to give up on rogers so what but like the the haul they would get back for almost a 40 year old qb would be absolutely insane the trade i want to see personally the trade that i don't think will happen that i want to see which would suck for bears fans is a baker mayfield for aaron Rodgers swap
0: yeah i'm with you That i don't want to see i don't want to see that I don't want to see Baker in, in our division. I, I know people get, uh, get, get a lot of crap a lot of different times, uh, but I think that
2: with some tweaking and, it, you know, he's just, I, I think Baker could play. I do too. That, that would be a fun maybe trade maybe though. Maybe Rod, i fool. on the Browns. That, but... what, uh,
1: what about the Saints? Land him with uh, Sean Payton. That could be big things another hall of fame quarterback down there in new Orleans. I don't think they have, you know, the juice to get it done, but
2: that would be interesting. Yeah. That would, that would be another fun one. Uh,
0: Chris, let's get some final thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' situation before we move on to our next topic on the believe in monsters podcast presented by one call technology.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, let's beat the, let's beat the brakes off that dude this year. I don't care if he plays with with the Packers or not. Let's uh, let's just whoop that ass.
0: My sentiments exactly, Luke. You have anything else you want to say about uh, that bastard
2: up in the north, the I, warlock? I know you guys hate him. I just—it's hard to talk shit about him because he's so fucking good, man. I just—I don't have anything to say. I just—hopefully, I don't. He, I, don't hate him. I just hate I know. what he does to us. I—it's—it's I insane. He's oh, he so good.
1: Man, I'll tell you the worst, the biggest heartbreak ever within the last few years was that—that that opener where we got Khalil Mack and we came out just gangbusters looking like we were going to absolutely wreck them. And here comes Aaron Rodgers and bombing bombs away. Oh my gosh. I might've dude, cried. Dude, I might've shed real tears tonight.
2: I, yeah. So the, the hype, the thing for me that year was the hype leading up to that hundredth anniversary season or hundred and first season or whatever the hell it was. You know, they had the big parade in Chicago I was in Pennsylvania at the time, but everyone on Twitter was in Chicago at that thing. I was seeing all this stuff. The Bears roster, you know, we signed Allen Robinson. The Bears roster is finally looking good. You know, we're like, all right, Mitch Trubisky might have something. This is the year. New coach. The hype was just insane. And we came out of the gate firing. You know, Matt Nagy runs the freaking T formation to start the damn game. Like, I remember this like it was yesterday. And uh, just the Bears. Yeah. Mac looked like freaking – the reincarnation of God, himself. like it was insane, you know, and then Rogers gets hurt. And I literally, at that point, I was like, I want Rogers to come back. I just want to keep kicking his ass. And uh, well, I got what I wished for. And, and uh, we got Randall Cobb again. And then right after that game, it started pouring rain where I was living. And I, I literally just, I was sit, sitting out on my uh, patio, just in the rain for like a solid 40 minutes, just completely defeated. That was, that was like one of the worst losses I've ever experienced in my life. No joke. I, I've never been so excited for a season, and that was like the ultimate just kick in the teeth.
0: I got fired the next day at my job, and the loss was worse. The loss took me more. So, yeah,
2: that, that playoff you know. loss is pretty bad. That That playoff loss took me a few days to recover from too. I was – I was actually like very sad for a few days after that. I didn't want to talk to anybody. My family's like, "What's wrong?" It's just a game. I'm like, just don't, just leave me alone, please. Uh, obviously, all okay. the, all the Eagles okay. fans around me, it was it was unbearable.
0: We gotta spin this pod back. We gotta spin this back to the positive, guys. We're gonna uh, depress
1: all our listeners. All to hear Chris's our listeners. story.
2: I want to hear Chris's story first.
1: Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, so you know we're watching the game. He ticks the first one goes right through and my mom's visiting from Arizona. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no mom. And I just, uh, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I just, I couldn't watch it. And then as soon as they, they hit the first upright, I just hit the floor. Just no, but let's run it back to the positive Joe. You're right. Justin well, Fields, big thing. The po-
0: well, the positive on our list right here to, to, keep, to keep us going on track is Eddie Goldman. Uh, apparently you guys are going to have to fill me in, but apparently our nose tackle has been putting in the work on the social media, working out. Lucas, what have we seen from Eddie Goldman? Is he going to be uh, back at him for for the, for the bears up front?
2: So I don't know if this is just fine work by his agent or what, But, it, you know, right as the kind of Twitter world was exploding that Eddie Goldman was a no-show at mandatory OTAs and the whole nine yards, is he retiring? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? You know, a few weeks later, all these random videos of him working out, which he looks incredible in, by the way, you know, super strong, super in shape. All these videos start surfacing. So maybe it's fine work by his agent. Maybe Eddie Goldman you know, heard the doubts or whatever and sort of floating these out there. Regardless, the dude is in shape. He's ready to play. And I know last year the Bears missed this guy so damn much. He is by <sighs> yes. far the one of the most underrated players in the whole NFL. Like, it's just, it's not glorious, man. It, it is not glorious being a nose tackle and being a run stuffer and, and, you know, making situational sacks is not glorious at all. But what he does is so important to the Bears and it, it's irreplaceable. I'll kick it over to Chris. I mean what do you think about this whole Goldman situation?
1: So I guess my confusion was where the retirement stuff came from. I get he opted out last year, you know, but we, the, the time to opt out again came and went, he didn't opt out. And then I don't know who started this, this rumor of retirement. If that was just, you know, fan stuff, or if there was actually somebody, um, who, who like an actual source that came out and said, um, Eddie Goldman is considering retirement. So I I don't know where that came from. But like you said, he looks fantastic. He was highly missed last year. Um, He's part of a great unit uh, up front. Uh, You know, Goldman, Hicks, uh, Edwards is going to be in the rotation. Uh, Unfortunately, we no longer have Roy Robertson, Harris, or RRH, whatever. Whatever all three of them are. I think Washington. I can't remember. Lucas probably knows it off.
2: On all of our players.
1: Uh, yeah, but Kristen Jones is back, and I'm pumped about that. I don't know why people aren't more people aren't excited about Christian Jones. Danny Trevathan's oldest dirt, but I like Christian Jones. Uh, anyway, uh, the Eddie Goldman, and you know, there's another great pace signing is Mario Edwards. Pace just finds these dudes, you know, out of nowhere. Urban. I think Luke brought it up on one of the previous pods. Uh, awesome, awesome signing. And then you know Chris Ky, Kyris Tonga or Chris Tonga, or whatever his name is, in the seventh round. I, I think we're gonna see him at the nose a little bit, um, and see Goldman kick over to the five spot. You see Goldman Hicks and Tonga, and we're gonna see some some run stuff and bastards up in there.
2: Yeah, we'll see what Tonga's got. I'm that, I'm really intrigued by that pick in the seventh round. Like I said, it's not glorious. You just need a big. You just need a huge dude in the middle to eat blocks. And fortunately, Eddie Goldman is better than uh, just a big dude in the middle. He eats blocks he actually makes plays. But, you know, at least Tonga is just – he's freaking massive. Like, he's going to be that, that guy that just sits in the middle and will get double teamed all the time. Uh, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> Rory Robertson-Harris signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way. Uh, I knew it was down south somewhere or over there.
0: Good, good for him. I hope he finds a starting position and gets some, uh, you know, more regular action than he got in Chicago. We're gonna miss him though for sure. Uh, let's touch on some fantasy football before we get out of here. We wanted to do a little fantasy last week. I kind of ran up on some time as we were uh, wagering all our money away. Uh, so we, we do, you know, got a couple of different fantasy aspects. Uh, by to the look way, at.
2: by the way, real quick, Joe, Chris, we actually changed Chris's mind on one of his bets. Right, Chris, do you want to oh. tell us about that? You were listening to the show. You heard our bets. And? And, yeah.
1: So, I had a bet placed for the first game, which Luke mentioned as well, uh, plus seven against the Rams. Um, So, I had that placed, and I decided, you know, plus seven is great at minus 110, but plus 300 to win the division sounds a lot sexier and i really think we can do it and i'm a small bet wager anyway so it's not like i'm throwing a whole paycheck on it doesn't really matter it's not going to crush my bankroll but uh i legit think we can win the division uh especially if rogers is out
2: and like i said get that it's 300 right now once that news drops that Aaron Rodgers is out, you know you might you're gonna see boost to every team in the division, mostly probably the Vikings. Like I said, for whatever reason, always favored over the Bears, and the Bears always whip their ass. But regardless, we won't go there. If if Rodgers doesn't play, the Bears win this division, in my opinion. Um, but again, wager responsibly. And uh, if you're wagering on fantasy, you're gonna to want to listen to this segment right here. And um, we're gonna talk about some uh, bear relevant fantasy football here. Uh, let's start at the QB position, guys. I don't think we care about Andy Dalton. I don't think we care about Nick Foles, who's hopefully traded to... Don't put them on your fantasy team, but Justin Fields. ESPN has him ranked as QB 18. QB 18, which I think is pretty... I must want to say it's kind of high for Justin Fields. QB 18, that means he's rostered as a second QB in almost every league. What do you guys make of that? I, I mean, we're... Would you take Justin Fields in fantasy? I would. But, like, where would you take him at? What round?
0: Uh, personally, I would be passing on Justin Fields and uh, hopefully uh, ho- hopefully, I'd, uh, scooping him up, uh, you know, like a free agent ad the week or two before you hear that he's going to be the new starting quarterback. Uh, use him as kind of a flyer option on that. Uh, but I probably wouldn't be drafting him.
2: And real quick, he's over top of guys like Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, uh, Derek Carr, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, who I think is going to be, you know, who's, I think is going to have a big year this year. So that's impressive to me. I mean, Chris, I know you're a big fantasy player. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, I'm thinking, where are you getting these rankings? Because that's not what uh, I'm seeing. But that's I'm right. sorry. I was on ESPN. ESPN.
2: I'm on Fantasy Pros right now. And they have Justin Fields on here as QB19. And overall, ADP at 135. Hmm. Okay.
1: Well, it depends on when he starts, right? <clears throat> if he starts right away and he finds some, some success, then uh, he's going to shoot up draft boards uh, because he's got some talent at, in, in these skill positions. Allen Robinson, like we said, You know, probably a top five to ten talent. But as far as uh, fantasy-wise goes, Robinson's going to see a majority of targets there. Uh, He's going to get some sucked away by um, Cole Komet because I think he's going to have a breakout year. Uh, He's going to get some sucked away by uh, Goodwin and uh, Miller and Mooney, who's going to break out, but I'm sure we'll touch on them in a minute. So, uh, Justin Fields, I'm not touching him. Um, only because uh, it's my team and I have a hard time drafting bears because I don't want them to uh, either let me down or, you know, be any kind of jinx on them. So I stay away. I typically draft quarterbacks pretty late anyway. Uh, so I might kick the idea around. I have a keeper league that I'll, I'll definitely uh, be looking to take field, fields later, but uh, for a standard Uh, redraft yearly league, probably not touching Justin.
2: See my, my argument for Justin is just, I think he's worth a late round flyer. I would never draft him as my first quarterback, but I will say I have won in previous years drafting that late round flyer. I mean, a few years ago, um, you know, I had Lamar Jackson on my team. He came in and lit the world on fire. He was unstoppable and, and probably the best fantasy player. You know, last year there was Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. I think I took Josh Allen, I got Josh Allen as my second quarterback and he ended up, you know, basically winning me my league. So I think a lot of these kind of flyers you take on guys who have a lot of upside who you don't know if they're going to be starting right away or whatever. I think they're worth it. If you're going to take them, if you're taking Justin Fields, you know, round 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I would absolutely do that. In in my personal opinion, I just like having that upside on my bench rather than maybe role players, you know, instead of stacking up on a bunch of wide receiver threes on random teams, I would rather take a flyer on a guy like Justin Fields, but that's just how I draft. So, um, it's kind of my logic behind that, but, uh, I totally see where you guys are coming from too.
1: Getting into the double digit rounds. Uh, you know, I'm the same way. Uh, it's way more advantageous to take a, a lottery ticket than it is to just, you know, have some depth or some, um, Bye week fill-ins but uh, if you want a hot tip the uh, number one overall drafted pick if it's a quarterback has finished top 10 like four or five years in a row so it goes back uh, before Kyler Murray uh, but if the number one pick was a quarterback he goes top 10 and then obviously last year Burrow messed it up because he got hurt but uh, look out for Trevor Lawrence being a top 10 QB
0: Right there in Jacksonville, playing with our man Roy Robertson Harris, that we, we just found out earlier in the show. What do you feel about David Montgomery? Uh, we we heard earlier in the week, uh, it might have been this week. It was recently uh, that uh, Matt Nagy said he wants to give him twenty carries a game, uh, which would be right up my alley uh, as a Bears fan. Uh, but but more than more than he's taken in the last two two seasons, so he's gotten around there a couple of different times in a couple of different games, uh, but on a whole average, he has an average 20 touches, 20 carries a game. How do we feel about David Montgomery, Luke? I know you're pretty high on him and I've got him in a couple of my keeper leagues. So I'm pretty pumped about hearing that. Uh, I just worry about a crowded backfield and maybe Matt Nagy wants to get a little cute with some of the touches uh, might take some of that uh, 20 touch average down.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about the David Montgomery train just because I see guys going in front of him, like, You know, I see Jonathan Taylor as a top six running back, and that makes me sick just for the pure fact that David Montgomery scored more points than him last year, mainly due to the fact that Taylor is in a crowded backfield and you know Frank Reich is going to do a running back by committee and he will never commit to using Jonathan Taylor like the workhorse we all think he should be. So stuff like that drives me nuts because if you're taking a guy like Jonathan Taylor round one, give me David Montgomery in the third or fourth round every day of the week. Right now is ADP thirty seven, uh, draft pick thirty seven, and he's listed here as RB twenty one, which is outrageous in my opinion. You know, they have Josh Jacobs in front of him, J.K. Dobbins, uh, even Edwards-Alaire. I'm taking Montgomery in front of all those guys, mostly in in my opinion. Chris, how do you feel about this? I know you don't feel as strongly about Montgomery as I do, but I think Montgomery's due for a, a huge year with this new offensive line. I mean, they
1: give that guy 20 carries a game and it's over. Um, he, you know, I went back after listening to the last podcast, Lucas you we've been talking about uh, Montgomery said he let his team down last year. Uh, and that's, that's unfortunate. Cause he was a, he was a top five fantasy back. I think top, top seven, at least um, He was top five in rushing yards at the end of the year. I mean, yeah, he he's, he's incredible and he's, He mentioned uh, in an article recently, or I saw a quote where he said he's been working with a running coach and a guy that just basically is teaching him how to run and that he didn't know really the mechanics of running previously. You give that guy, uh, you know, a little bit more speed and we're going to see a couple more of those 80 yard runs like he had at the end of the year last year, where he just broke off left uh, and hit that, that inside zone and and took it to the house. Uh, I love David Montgomery. Uh, as far as fantasy goes, uh, I think if uh, Frank Reich doesn't want to give that guy every single carry uh, up there in Indianapolis, he is should be should be canned. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a beast, and that O line is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I just like the situation there, but like you said, it's going to be a running back by committee. Um, we're not going to have as much of that uh, with Tariq coming back. He'll be more of a um change of pace um out of the backfield kind of guy i know we took herbert uh, i just don't see him contributing right away um and then there's just a, a bunch of other guys in the backfield there da- um, damian williams uh, great addition i don't see him stealing too many too many touches um as far as fantasy goes though david montgomery is probably
2: one a or two as far as the bears are
1: concerned in my opinion
2: Yeah, and you see, my thing on David Montgomery is that with his average draft position of being 37, you're going to be drafting round one and even round two. You know, He's going that late three, early four uh, type deal, so you can get a stud running back. You can get a Dalvin Cook if you draft in at the top of round one, and then by the time your turn comes around again, you could take David Montgomery as your RB2. I mean, you can have a loaded backfield because you're basically going to have two RB1s with where David Montgomery is being drafted but on your team he could be your rb2 or if you're feeling confident you could load up on other positions and then take montgomery later and uh just hope that happens i just big thing for me in fantasy is consistency and montgomery last year was definitely inconsistent at times i mean he blew up in that stretch for the end of the year but a lot of what you're getting at the beginning of the year from him was not consistent at all and as a fantasy owner that drives me nuts um Joe, there is another running back. We know we talked about Tariq Cohen. How are you feeling about Tariq in, let's say, a PPR format?
0: You know, I, I, I've i liked Tariq in the past, but uh, coming off an ACL surgery, I worry about expl- explosiveness, and I worry about a guy who does a lot of cutting. Uh, a lot of cutting is, is in his game. Um Oh, man, I, I I guess if you're taking a late round, a late round flyer, you know, where you are taking uh, where Lucas is taking a Justin Fields, maybe I'm taking a Tariq Cohen uh, to, to try to, you know, to snag a back who can play a flex role for me or play an RB2 in, in, in an emergency, uh, an emergency situation. But I'm not in love. I'm not I mean, I, I'm hopeful for the guy, but I'm not in love with the uh, with the chances. I'm not I'm not in love with uh I'm not in love with his outlook.
2: This is interesting. I mean, Fantasy Preuse has Tariq Cohen as RB50, and they have Damian Williams as RB54. So they only have Williams, you know, three slots below Cohen, which I think is is really interesting. I mean, Chris, what are you thinking about Cohen? And, I mean, maybe you can comment on why Williams might be so high on this list. I, I would never put him that high, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think Collins, uh value is definitely in the PPR format. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. I can't remember where – I can't remember how many receptions he had, but I, he, I think he had like 70 receptions his rookie or so- sophomore year. I can't remember exactly, but he can ball out when he gets the ball um, out, out in space. Um, but that's something I'd like to see them do more with Montgomery as well. So, I don't know. Uh, adding Damian Williams, uh, who knows the offense um, – you know, has uh, Nagy has trust in him, obviously. Uh, he had, you know, that Super Bowl um, ceiling touchdown run a couple of years back. Uh, he's a great addition. I don't see him being uh, anything more than a third down change of pace um, addition to the room. Um, your number one, number two guys, uh, you know, don't forget they paid Tariq Cohen last year before he got hurt. Uh, so they definitely like that guy. They want him to be a big part of this. Um, but Montgomery uh, is definitely going to be the the number one. Uh, Hopefully we see Cohen more in the slot and adding, you know, that aspect of the game. Um, I I, honestly, I'll be, I'll be straight up. I hate when I see treat Cohen running between the or running inside between guards and centers.
2: That's just that dude's tiny. I mean, he's, he's not built for that. He needs to be out in space. Yeah, I I agree with you. And to answer your question, 2018, he, caught 71 balls for 725 yards and also added 444 on the ground. So uh, 2018, he was named an all pro that year, I think as a kick returner, a punt returner. And then 2019, he actually followed it up with 79 receptions, um, but his yards went down from 725 to 456 and his rushing yards got cut in half to 213. So um, I, I mean, he's going to catch, you know, if, if you could project that Cohen will probably catch 70 plus balls, I mean, that's pretty valuable in fantasy, uh, especially if you're drafting a running back in those 8, 9, 10 rounds. I mean, that's, that's pretty big coming off your bench. The upside is there that he could exceed rushing expectations and become really valuable to your team. But uh, again, more of a proven commodity than a flyer, I would say, um, if, if all goes well with the ACL. But that's a big if. We are talking wide receivers now. They have Allen Robinson at wide receiver 12. That also happens to be his jersey number. Uh, We talked about earlier the contract disputes. That essentially makes Allen Robinson a uh, mid- to low-tier wide receiver one on most teams. Uh, Overall, pick 39 is his average position uh, in standard and in PPR. Allen Robinson is – Actually, really low on the list, PPR. No, he's about the same. He's thirty-three and wide receiver eleven. Um, so, are you guys taking what Allen Robinson in fantasy uh, with a better quarterback situation? And um, you know what? What round are you taking him in?
1: I'll, uh, I'll take me some Allen Robinson. I had him last year, uh, and I think this year he's got a ball out. I mean, he if he if he's playing under the tag. He needs to earn it. I mean, he needs to earn the next contract. So I think he's going to play even better than he did last year. Uh, I think he kind of in the back of his mind thought he was going to get that contract, no matter what. Now he knows he's got to fight for a contract. So um, I see him being, you know, the top 10 wide receiver that he has the ability to be. I know there's guys like AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson and moving up the, moving up the charts, scary Terry. Uh, But a Rob, still got it. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid to take him in the fifth, sixth round in a PPR. Uh, if you can get him anywhere around that in in
2: PPR or, or or standard, I think that's uh that's the play. Yeah, it looks like his ADP is is probably similar to what we're talking about for Montgomery. You know, late third, early fourth, at least according to Fantasy Pros. Joe, are you touching him there and? Are you drafting another wide receiver in front of him and using alvin Robinson as your wide receiver too?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so first off, uh, I, I, I think that he's going to have a good season. Uh, I think improved quarterback play. And second off, am I drafting him around the back the back end of the third round, the top end of the fourth round? I think that might be a little high for my comfort zone. But, Luke, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that just kind of plays the board as it falls. Uh, if he's there and he's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my team and I'm thinking, oh, I need a wide receiver two here. Then that's probably not, uh, you know, and he's a better option as a wide receiver two, than, you know, say there's RB two, you know, flag, whatever you, whatever your options are, then I'm going to take him. But, but I'm really kind of a guy that plays the board. Uh, so, to, 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 so, you know, if the board fell right, uh, towards the bat, the, the, the top end of the fourth round, I'll take him.
2: Right. And then there's also another wide receiver on the Bears. It looks like he probably supplanted Anthony Miller as wide receiver two, and that is Darnell Mooney. He is player, uh, player number one thirty-five on the board, wide receiver fifty-four. Are you guys taking a flyer in Mooney this year? Are you buying into the Mooney stock? Or uh, you know, is this another guy that's DFS or bust uh, on the Chicago Bears? Chris, I will start with you. Darnell Mooney, buy him, sell him. What are you doing? Are you drafting him?
1: I think I have him already on my keeper league because, uh, I, 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 you know, I think he's got it. I mean, I think he's going to – with Justin Fields uh, playing, I think Mooney is going to have a fantastic breakout year. We've seen um, wide receivers – you know, we used to see wide receivers wait until their third year or, you know, they wouldn't break out until their third year in the league. We've seen it over – the trend over the last few years is rookies or uh, second-year players really busting out. And I think Mooney continues that trend with the narrative that Justin Fields is the quarterback. Not that I don't think Dalton can do it. Um, my concern is, you know, kind of the Foles effect. Uh, we saw Foles miss Mooney on his big shots multiple times. Uh, I don't think Fields misses those shots. Maybe Dalton doesn't either, but we've seen some some clips from last year where Dalton overshoots his his guy just like our uh our boy 10 did so uh I would love to take a flyer on Darnell Mooney uh at that ADP wide receiver 50 yeah lock it in
2: yeah I mean I think at the end of last year he was definitely uh climbing into fantasy relevancy I saw some teams in my league adding him toward the end of last year I don't know if anyone's actually started him in fantasy last year but he definitely was relevant toward the end of the year and and other people besides Bears fans started to no- notice that as well, uh, which is awesome. But, again, yeah, for that ADP, uh, I- I'm buying some Darnell Mooney stock. Again, I love these high upside players. You know, if everything clicks well, Fields gets in there kind of early, um, you can you can probably get a nice steal there with Darnell Mooney, a nice uh, e- flex or wide receiver three if you're in a deep deeper league. Joe, I'll uh, kick it over to you. Um, we just talked about Darnell Mooney. I'm going to give you a different question. Are you buying stock in any other Bears receivers in fantasy, whether it be Anthony Miller, Marquise Goodwin? Demeo I'm taking Blair. a late round flyer on.
0: Anthony Miller. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking an eighth, eighth, uh, a late round flyer on Anthony Miller if I can. Uh, I think that he's got a pot- potential and upside out the ass, uh, but he just hasn't, for whatever reason, been able to put it together. I think a lot of quarterback play has been to do uh, been uh, at play there. Uh, but uh, I, I would take a late-round flyer on Mr. Anthony Miller.
2: What about any any other Bears receivers, or do you think there's any relevancy anywhere else? Tanner Gentry.
0: Any? Tanner Gentry is, is one that I really like. I think that uh, he, you know, it, it, we, if he can crack that, uh, crack the, the depth chart, then Justin Fields, you know, he might be a, a guy that Justin Fields can really rely on coming out of the slot. He's a guy, you know, we, we know, we know he comes in, uh, every day, first in guy, last out guy, you know, works hard, a real, real, real grinder kind of guy a Tanner Gentry might be a, a name we're really gonna have to watch.
2: And also this is interesting. I'm just scrolling through fantasy prayers rankings. They have Darnell Mooney ahead of guys like Marvin Jones, uh, Elijah Moore, Miko Hardman, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Rieger, Jameson Crowder, John Brown, A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders. So uh, even the, he's ahead of Alan Lazard as well. Uh, so they are seemingly pretty high on him. And I'm looking through this list. I well, where do they have tenor Gentry? Guys. Dude, I don't see Anthony Miller anywhere on here in all seriousness. I where, don't, but I don't care about Anthony Miller. Where do they have tenor Gentry? The unranked dude he's not even on here he is uh well i'll tell you oh, what no. that's
0: gonna be the sleeper of the season then this oh. the sleeper of the year he's unranked.
2: oh here he is dude i found him actually overall he is the number 10 ranked gatorade maker on the chicago bears training staff uh anthony miller here is player 351 overall <laughs> chris are you buying are you buying any other bears besides mooney and robinson Uh, unfortunately there's not a Gatorade making spot built into your fantasy roster. So Tanner Gentry won't make the cut.
1: For fantasy, probably not. Uh, For the team, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Demir Bird can do. He had a nice breakout year last year, 47 receptions, 600, so yards, something like that. Uh, I think he was a good signing again by our boy in the front office uh, with the secret extension. So I uh, want to see what Demir Bird can do. Will he be fantasy relevant? Probably not. This offense won't probably be fantasy relevant until week eight, nine, ten, when Fields is you know, started multiple games and is comfortable in the offense, comfortable with all of the timing with his teammates and uh, start rattling off a lot of wins and, and scoring some touchdowns
2: tight end let's let's go right into you know Jimmy Graham Colkmet, Matt do they have any fantasy value to you guys at all uh,
0: Jimmy Graham has some value to me uh just as as one of those if you if you're one of those second third wave kind of tight end drafters uh, then I, you know, his red zone appeal last year, uh, had him scoring at a deal. What are we tied in seven, eight, something like that. Uh, just based on, based off of catching uh, passes in the end zone. Now you get those a week where he caught a touchdown on a week where he didn't make any receptions. So you got to have to live with that. Uh, but yeah, I can do uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, gives me a little intrigue if, if I didn't want to go out and get one of those top tight ends right off the bat.
1: Go ahead, Chris. Oh my gosh, dude. They got, I mean, Fantasy pros has Jimmy Graham so far, so far down. I didn't think I could even find him. He might be below. Yeah. He, they got it below Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah. I'm no not Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like well below Tim Tebow, which is kind of disgusting. Thing. Um, Cole, I think both being a
2: little bit uh, harsh.
1: (laughs) It's super harsh. It's absolutely it's ridiculous. I don't think Tim Tebow even makes the league this year. But hey, Fantasy Pros is uh, kind of a collection site, right? It's just it's a bunch of people throwing darts. Uh, So Cole, I I I like Cole Komet. I mean, I think Jimmy Graham's value is in his uh, mentorship uh, to Cole and simply a red zone uh, a target. If if Cole Komet's not the you know, tight end won this year for the Bears. Um, I'll be pretty disappointed, um, but I, as far as fantasy value, I don't see Kolkin that having fantasy value either. Uh, he's not going to be the even the second option on this team. He might be third, fourth, maybe even lower. Um, so I don't I don't see a whole lot of value in the tight end
2: spot for the Bears. Yeah, I I mean this is. Cause even on fantasy prayers website, it gives you, it's like a, a, culmination of rankings from other websites. ESPN doesn't even have Jimmy Graham ranked. So they must be really just thinking this is Cole Kmet's job. And Jimmy Graham is just there for be his cheerleader. Um,
1: well, damn Drop everything I said,
2: huh?
1: love <laughs> everything I said. No, what he, uh, what he said was we should be in leagues with Joe. <laughs> The <laughs> so Joe can donate money to us.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, it would not make sense for the bears to not use Jimmy Graham at all. I mean, they're paying him probably way too much money. Again, it's not my money. I don't care, but I think that money could have been better allocated in other investments. Um, you know, I talked to you about this, you know, privately, Chris, I would have liked to see the bears cut ties with Jimmy Graham and use that money to try and re-sign Fuller give alan robinson an extension do something with it i don't know why he's on this roster personally he doesn't add much as a blocker he's just a red zone threat and that's it again for fantasy purposes it might be good if you need a spot start but other than that i wouldn't draft him i mean there might be weekly matchups i would say in uh maybe dfs i know chris you like dfs Jimmy Graham could be like a sneaky start in occasional weeks, right? If you're just banking on him getting a touchdown or something. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, he's a, he's a touchdown dependent tight end. Uh, if you, you know,
2: those, like are the match-ups. Of, those are the type of guys you need. If you're going for like a millimaker or whatever, going to a huge pool of people, you need that pick that differentiates you. Jimmy Graham would be a solid pick for that because one, he's going to be cheap. Two, if you pick him on the right week, he could score two, three times. There could just be a week where he's just dominating, and you won't stop him. That's what Jimmy Graham does. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, Didn't he have DFS week where he had two
1: touchdowns against like yeah. the Lions or something? Yeah,
2: dude, he so, does it randomly. He, well, we're
1: in the red zone randomly. I mean, I hate to break it to y'all, but it's not like uh, it's not like we just parked our our offense in the red zone every every drive last year. But uh, in we won this year. Justin is, Fields that's right, Justin Fields inside the 10. though. No, uh, Jimmy Graham is, is money. I mean, he's, he's a bully. It's, it's fantastic. He just, Jimmy Graham is historically one of my favorite fantasy players ever. He's won me leagues, um, you know, going all the way back to his rookie or sophomore year, wherever he, whenever he broke out, he was, he was my like eighth round pick and just absolutely dominated that year. I love Jimmy Graham. I, don't get me wrong, but for this year, it ain't, he ain't it but dfs millie being contrarian an option definitely an option
2: yeah i totally agree and uh let's not forget about you know one of all of our favorite positions in fantasy and in football the kicker position Kyro santos what value does he hold in fantasy would you draft him or is he more just of a flyer type um, I know kicker is kind of a crapshoot. You have your top guys, your Justin Tuckers, Harrison Buckers of the world. And then and there's kind of just everyone else. I mean, Santos actually performed really well for the Bears last year, and he was fantasy relevant if you wanted to start him on a weekly basis.
0: I th- yeah, I think that uh, I, I think he is going to be fantasy relevant uh, just because of what I think this offense is going to look like under Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. I'm hoping that uh, that uh, it's it's going to look a lot better than it has the last three years.
1: Uh, I don't draft kickers. Kickers are useless. The last pick? No, yeah. I have, you have to have a kicker. We do have to have a kicker. Uh, Cairo Santos, yeah, man, he can light it up. Dude, what did he hit, like 19, 20 in a row or something? 24 in a row last year? Uh, that guy's uh, second time around uh, being a bear. Uh, I was, you know, you got the uh, – if you guys listen to the Hogan Johns pod, you got them dropping the Carlos Santos, uh, John Fox uh, <laughs> quote all the time, and uh, that just cracks me up. But I, he's one of those guys, you know, second time around – wasn't sure if it was going to work out, but what another, you know, value signing by pace. Thank God getting over the, the whole, uh, good morning America, Mr. Mr. I won't even say his name. Uh, but kickers are kickers are kickers are players too, I guess.
0: You know why he failed and why he was no good. Cause he went to
2: Auburn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't he, hit a, didn't he hit a big kick for you guys when he was there, Joe? if he did sure. i don't remember it i'm i'm pretty sure dude, i could have swore cody parkey hit it like a, a dagger kick versus alabama in the iron bowl okay. don't don't
0: don't know who you're talking
2: about i've All never right. heard that name before chicago bears number 16 ranked defense uh in fantasy according to fantasy pros you have the green bay packers one slot in front of them uh how do you feel about the bears defense are you drafting them do we not like them do you take them as a, do you take two defenses? Do you like the upside of the Bears? What are you doing? Uh, you know, take it or leave it with the Bears defense in fantasy football.
1: I'm a, I'm a defensive streamer. Uh, I like to play the matchups, uh, pick the flavor of the week. So I'm not really a two defense kind of guy or a, you know, I'll take them with my second to last pick, last pick w- or the last pick of the draft, whatever. Uh, Bears defense probably is going to see a little bit of a letdown this year. Hopefully, the offense can be a little bit better so the defense isn't on the field for three quarters of a game. Uh, maybe that'll balance out the the production a little bit. Hopefully, we see Robert Quinn recover from drop foot and whatever else was going on with him last year so they produce more sacks. And Sean Desai is the wild card. Uh, Lucas and I talked about this off off the air, and... You know, I know some folks on Twitter that really like Sean Desai, and I'm I'm hoping that he is a uh, a magician with this defense because we did lose some talent, but I think they'll be all right fantasy wise. We're kind of going to have to see. Um, another little you know tip I picked up along the way is um, fantasy defenses that are top th- top ten, I think it is through the first three weeks of the year typically maintain that status throughout the entire year. So if you're able to uh, identify one of those top five,
2: 10 defenses that weren't drafted, grab them in your uh, free agent pool ASAP. A great piece of advice. Cause there's always that one team. And I feel like a lot of people always just have that seat of doubt. Oh, they're not that good as one or two weeks. And then whoever gets them wins the lottery and they're, they're set for the season. Uh, for me personally, I am going to sell on the bears defense in fantasy I do like Sean Desai. I think the the cornerback matchups kind of scare me. I mean, uh, the Bears have some big shoes to fill with Kyle Fuller. I mean, he did have some really big turnovers to the Bears when it mattered. Um, We'll see how much they get after the quarterback this year. Keem Hicks is getting older. I personally think Khalil Mack is one of the best football players in the league, probably the best edge rusher in the league. I don't think he's as good of a pure pass rusher as people think personally. Um, and also he faces triple teams on every play. So that's my hot take of the week. If you'll take it or leave it, I just think Mac is all around good at everything he does. So it doesn't matter. Um, but again, I'm just, I'm selling on the bears defense. I don't love it in fantasy. Uh, again, as Chris alluded to, you could probably stream them. If they're playing the lines in golf. Yeah. You're picking up the bears defense and playing them again. DFS uh, probably will be pretty cheap. Most weeks to, to get you some spot starts, Joe i will let you give your opinion take it away and i think that is probably it for the show after after we hear you out
0: (laughs) well i'm kind of with you luke that i think that the bears uh gonna be selling i am hopeful that the that the bears defense is going to be better uh this year uh than they were last year but i'm not really expecting of that i I, you know we're hoping to see a step forward from eddie jackson uh, back to back, back to some of his All-Pro form. We're, we're hoping to see Danny Trevathan kind of stay relevant in his career. Uh, there's a lot of things. that There's a lot of question marks on on this Bears defense. So I think that uh, even with the, the new defensive coordinator that a lot of people do seem to like, uh, I think that uh, it, it makes it makes it too risky to, 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 to lean on them. It makes it too, you might be able to uh, have, the bears might be able to have a, a real good defensive week and say you pick them up early. Uh, they might be, uh, you, you might be able to flip them quick because I, I, I hope that they'll be a uh, top end defense, but I'm not, uh, not really that mm, for fantasy, for fantasy purposes, you know, uh, so we'll see. Um, but, We've had a good show tonight. We've had a lot of fun. Chris Krogman joined us uh, as the new temporary uh, potential uh, on a trial basis co-host uh, on the Believe in Monsters podcast. We'd say that we'll give him hold about a 6.8. Let's
2: – the- hold on, hold on. We're going to mute him, and we're going to make our decision here on the air. Oh. Right, well, I muted. already
0: kind of let the cat out of the bag. I'm giving him a, a 6.8. What about you?
2: Frogman, he's going to get – 7.9
0: 7.9 6.8 averages to what like 6 7.2 which is a passing grade for now for what is now. his
2: what is his average adp in the uh <laughs> in the lounge room draft
0: lounge room draft has him at a fourth round draft pick uh, so we'll see if we can uh, get some good value out of him
2: who am i kidding we're hiring him he's the man the myth the legend the
0: crog man
2: Chris man.
0: follow him at Shy Bears 1985, and we're happy to have him on the team. Uh, we are at Monsters Lounge on the Twitter machine. Lucas is at LBerry underscore forty, and uh, we've been sponsored by One Call Technology. Is there anything, hey, Chris? You got anything else you want to, to to throw in there for the night? Uh. Oh no, he. he uh, what, I, what?
2: Huh? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Chris is going to lead us out in a song of Bear Down Chicago Bears, and that is his final test. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We're going to unmute him. Chris, take it away. Three, two, one. Oh, he's still muted. Take him off. Oh, no. You no keep can hear me. Stop
1: unmuting me.
0: bear down chicago Chicago bears Bears. put up a fight fight with the the might so fearlessly bear down chicago bears make every play clear clear the way
1: way to victory We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation, bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride I'd and enjoy
2: enjoy joy of bear Bears, Chicago Bears, Bears bear, bear down. down. Uh, and that is yeah, it, folks. I can sing, right? You pass the final exam, you're hired. Chris will be with us here next week on Believe in Monsters podcast. Follow us all and follow us at Monsters Lounge on Twitter. Have a great day. Twitterverse, Facebook world, wherever you're listening.